Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, CEO of EdSource. California state preschools are now required to ask families what languages their preschoolers hear at home and in their neighborhoods, and which languages they speak and understand. The idea is that this information will help preschools support children to become bilingual by both maintaining their home language and developing English at the same time. A lot of times you would see English as like the academic teacher language because that's what they speak in school. And the home languages are more like the just home language. You speak that with your family. But we want to really teach that those languages are just as valuable. How can preschools use home languages in the classroom? And how does this help kids? Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stavely. Jessica Gutierrez remembers wanting to be a teacher ever since she was very young. I first worked volunteering as an internship when I was like in middle school. I loved being around children. I can just imagine remembering like wanting to be a teacher. So I majored in child development because I love how their brain works and how they learn and like seeing how they go from one way and then they're thinking and you can actually see their thinking. It's so visible and being a part of that. So that's what interests me. Jessica is now the program manager for early learning at Fresno Unified School District. She used to be a preschool teacher there, and she's super passionate about learning in the early years. She says in preschool, teachers focus on open-ended questions. Our goal is to not teach them what to learn, but how to think and how to learn. So we ask questions that are open-ended, that are not a yes or no, that's not a simple answer. We, anytime they ask a question, we go, well, what do you think? what do you think is going on? Or what do you think? Or what are you building? Tell me about your building. Instead of, well, you're building a tower. Your tower's tall. Well, tell me about your building. Wow. It looks like it's getting larger. What what are you using? Things like that. So we really want them to think and and really generate those responses on their own and really, instead of it being um, just a close-ended yes, no question, because that doesn't require much thinking. It's just a, yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) For Jessica, it's all about getting kids excited about learning. My passion is to just ignite that fire in them. I want them to want to learn. Because you know what? School gets difficult. They get all the academics pushed on them. And it's unfortunately, as they get into a school setting at a school site where it's like kindergarten and older, they kind of lose some of the freedom and choice that we have in preschool that they have to explore. And so it's they lose that. And so I want them to still love learning. I want to give them that foundation where they love reading, they love learning, they love whatever it is they enjoy. Stick with that and be able to find that in their classroom, wherever they are. Fresno Unified's preschool programs are pretty diverse. Many different languages are spoken in the homes of the children. English, of course, and also Spanish and Hmong and some Lao. You might imagine that could make Jessica's job tough. But in her district, the language diversity is embraced. So we want to support their home language. We're like, no, you bring that Spanish, you bring that Hmong, you bring the Laos, you bring whatever language you have. We want to use that. So we want to support that. We have the print in different languages in our classroom. Um, We do something called the question of the day where their parents answer it with them every day and that's in all the languages that are presented in our classroom. We try to speak the languages as much as we can. So I'll speak a lot of Spanish in my class. One of my assistants is Laos. And then we have another staff member here who's Hmong. She does Hmong with them. And so whatever language is represented in our class, we make sure that we support that. This is Education Beat getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, how home languages can help enrich preschool classrooms.
Under a law that passed two years ago, AB 1363, California is starting a new initiative this year in all state preschools. These are preschools that receive subsidies to serve three- and four-year-olds primarily from low-income families. Many are run by school districts. Others are privately run centers. Preschool staff will now be asking all families that enroll, which languages does your child hear at home? Which languages does your child hear in their neighborhood, in their community? Which languages does your child understand? And which languages does your child speak? If a child does hear, understand, or speak a language other than English, preschool providers are expected to have a longer conversation with the family, to ask about how the child uses the other languages at home, what the child's favorite stories, books, and songs are, and how the preschool can help support the child's language. Stephen Profiter is the director of the Early Education Division at the California Department of Education. We've been really excited since, since the bill was passed. Having this data uh, to help inform policy is super, um, just, just it's, it's wonderful. It's all part of an effort to help support children who speak languages other than English, so they can both maintain their home language and learn English. Because research shows that home language support can help students learn English. And because if teachers only focus on teaching kids English, the kids can lose their home language and the potential to become bilingual. Fresno Unified Preschools have been doing this kind of family interview for almost a decade as part of something called the Fresno Language Project. It involves the school district, Head Start, child care centers, and family child care homes. And it's seen as something of a model, something for the rest of California to follow. In Fresno Unified, the preschool classes are mostly in English, but they also incorporate the other languages the children hear at home, like Hmong and Spanish. Jessica Gutierrez says the conversations teachers have with families about the languages they speak at home really help them plan their curriculum around the students' cultures and languages. We use a lot of vocabulary with visuals, songs and chants to teach vocabulary and be really intentional about our environment and how it's set up. Building vocabulary is essential because kids at this age need to hear and practice a lot of vocab to develop their language skills in English and in any other language they speak. So the vocabulary evolves around whatever the preschoolers are learning about, like seasons, for example, or planets, or the human body. We're learning how to move our bodies. And it can be something like that. And then you turn up vocabulary. My hands can clap. My legs can help me crawl. Things like that. So we use that. And then songs and chants are so important to help with vocabulary and language as well. Uh, if you remember, if you think about yourself or us as children, we remember those songs. That's what we remember. We remember songs on the radio. So that's what we use in the classroom. So for example, one time Jessica's preschoolers were learning all about pets. The English is just, um, what is a pet? How do you know? They live with us in our home. What is a pet? How can you tell? Feathers, fur, scales, a shell. So our vocabulary is pet. What is a pet? Where do they live? They live in your home. How do you know they're a pet? Well, they have feathers, fur, scales, or shells. Those are the type of pets you can have. So that's what we use to introduce our pet study. And so from there, we use the um, activities like we did a graph. Well, if you could have a pet, would you have one with the scales, feathers, a shell, fur? Well, what kind of pet would you have? And so we did a graph. And then we they wrote their names on there. So we're getting the writing skills. They counted how many children said, I would pick a furry pet. I would pick a scaly pet. We compared, things like that. So we're able to build on that and, and use that for all of our learning. And they translate some of the chants or songs they're learning into other languages children in the classroom speak too. Que es una mascota como lo sabes. 
and then viven con nosotros en nuestra casa que, que es una mascota como lo sabes and then es pelaje caparazón and then plumas and this kind of incorporation of home language is important because research shows kids can lose their home languages or not develop them deeply if they focus only on English at school. But it's also fun and stimulating for kids who only speak English, Jessica says. It's really cool, and it, it's it's amazing when you see the children who don't even speak that language also like, oh, okay, and they're into it too. I'll read Spanish to my whole, my whole class, and not all of them are Spanish-speaking, but they get into it and they can communicate with me, and they understand it. Um, because it's a book that's familiar to them and it's, you know, it's the pictures and the visuals. So it's really powerful and it's really, really great to see that growth in them. They're learning all language right now. So just anything that you're giving them, they're, they're soaking it up. Exposing the children who are not, I mean, even speaking that language at home, exposing them to those languages gets them getting those sounds and they're able to pick that up more. So you'll find that children that don't even speak those languages are like, and singing the songs and parents are like what are they singing (laughs) we're like yep that's a school song we're singing that at school (laughs) the fresno language project has found that using home languages in school also helps children see themselves in the classroom it helps them feel more comfortable be able to engage because they see themselves represented and valued we'll put on like mong music or spanish and then i know that music that's that's my music that's mong music and so um, like I was just counting in Hmong the other day. I was like, wait, I don't remember. Can you can you tell me, how do you say it again? And so I think I said one of the numbers wrong. And and uh, one of my students goes, no, it's like this. And so all the children were coming around. Okay, e, a, b, blau, chi. We're like going over and over and over. So yeah, they they feel valued and they, they, they feel seen. I feel like um, the children and the parents and the families, they even seeing um, our question of the day written in Hmong, they're like, in Hmong. And so they'll give the, they'll read the question of the day in Hmong to their child, even though they speak English, because it's there. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll do it. Jessica was invited to share some of Fresno Unified's experiences in a recent webinar organized by the California Department of Education to explain the new survey and reporting requirements to other preschool providers in the state. She says the most common question she's heard from other preschool providers is how do we set aside the time to interview parents? In Fresno Unified, Jessica says preschool teachers do this as part of an existing orientation. They have days set aside where they meet with families one-on-one to show them the classrooms and also learn more about them. In Jessica's experience, some parents are wary of sharing that their children speak a language other than English because they don't want them to be labeled or they're worried about how the information will be used by the school. So a crucial part of the conversation is explaining to families why preschools want to know about the languages their children understand and speak. A lot of times families get the idea that um, they need to speak English only. And so they don't keep the language alive. And we want to make sure we're giving them the message that it is important. And actually children learn better when they learn more than one language. So we want to make sure that we're supporting that. So that's our work. That's what we do. State officials have emphasized that preschool providers should share with parents that the reason for gathering information about their children's languages is to help support them in becoming bilingual. And also that if their child is identified as a dual language learner in preschool, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't speak English or that they'd be designated as an English language learner when they enter transitional kindergarten or kindergarten. That's a separate process. 
Jessica says preschool teachers can also use the interview time to encourage families to help support their children becoming bilingual by continuing to speak, sing, and read or tell stories in their native language at home. And teachers realize that the cultural diversity of their families is an asset all students can benefit from. We're really um, big on celebrating diversity. So we try to celebrate whatever holidays or celebrations they have. We ask parents to come and do cultural celebrations with us and presentations and share clothing and home materials. Every household's different. Every yeah. culture in their home is different. So you can have, you know, children that are of Hispanic background, but they're all different because one's from this place and one's from another place and one grew up here and one didn't and their parents speak only Spanish. Parents also help out in other ways. For example, translating labels for different items in the classroom or translating vocabulary into their own native languages. Remember that song about pets? Parents helped Jessica translate it into Spanish and Hmong. I feel like I've learned more from having to translate and speaking with a parent and things like that because like I didn't know that shell was kept by this one and I was I said gonja and they were like, well, that's more like a seashell. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so then what's the word? It's also given parents more ways to participate. You know, we always say like parent engagement is important, family engagement is important. And it's really changed how I view family engagement um, because at first it was like, well, they're not coming into the classroom. They don't want to be here with us. They're not volunteering. But then you have to think that our programs for parents who are working or going to school or seeking employment, so they can't come into the classroom. So what does engagement look like? What does participation look like? And sometimes it is, you know what? I need your help translating this because I don't speak Hmong or my Spanish. I don't know that word in Spanish. <laughs> what is the word for that? So can you please help me? And so they will take it home or do it there and they'll just say, oh, it's this and they'll just translate it for us. Um, and, and then I do a lot of family projects too, we all do. So they get to do a project at home and their child brings it in and gets to share it with the class. Preschool providers across the state are just now beginning to conduct these family interviews about language. Some providers have shared that the interviews are already helping them better understand the families that enroll in their programs, according to Virginia Early. She's the policy office administrator for the California Department of Education's Early Education Division. Some programs told us that they were thinking more deeply about how to bring in more bilingual educators, have the language of the teachers map the language of the children. Others have told us that based on the information they're getting, they're thinking more about what sort of materials they want in their classroom and putting more things in home language. Now that all state preschools are collecting this data, they'll have to report the number of children who speak a language other than English and which languages they speak to the State Department of Education. And they also have to report the language used in the preschool classroom and the languages spoken by preschool staff. Virginia Early says that information will be very helpful. Having this more robust data to be able to get a lot more specific about where do we have DLLs in our programs? Are there children that are, are there communities that have a lot of dual language learners in general, but for whatever reason, they're not enrolling in state preschool? How can we better support them getting access, uh, especially if they're eligible, right, for these programs? So I think, I think the sky's the limit on how we can use this data to better support dual language learners. So far, the new law only applies to California state preschools. A new bill in the state legislature now, AB 393, would extend the same family interviews to other child care programs. Jessica hopes that by integrating home languages into more preschool programs, kids will learn that their home language is just as important as English.
A lot of times, even when I was growing up, you'd see English as like the academic teacher language because that's what they speak in school. And the home languages are more like the just home language. You speak that with your family. But we want to really teach that those languages are just as valuable and they're both academic. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, Getting to the Heart of California Schools, a production of EdSource. You can find my story about the new home language interviews at edsource.org. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to our guest, Jessica Gutierrez, and to Stephen Profiter and Virginia Early from the California Department of Education. Our CEO is Ann Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the Heising Simons Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join us next week and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.